Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rahap Ups podcast. This is episode four of season four. It's the Group B playoffs, and we're back to look at what I would still call the strongest group we've ever had on any seasons of the Mass Singer. And I'm excited to break it all down for you today. I am your host, Puya the Nightlight Zanvakili. And of course, as always, I've got my partner in crime with me. It's Liana, the picture frame Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I'm having flashbacks to the domino clue from, was it last week when you were like, okay, it's episode four, season four. And I'm like, okay, so two fours, that's eight. That's, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's inceptioned me. I like that clue. I'm just upset at what the clue actually ended up being for. <laughs> it was like, no, no, no. Like it's literally just a domino. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not love that, but I love this episode. This was a strong episode. We got this week and I feel like we were blessed to have it. I would agree with that. I just have I have one thing I just really briefly want to complain about before we can get into everything that was fun, fun from the episode. OK, so can I can I do that first? It, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. What is your grievance for this week, Liana? The edited in audience is incredibly stupid i'm sorry like it was like oh i get it at first yeah let's be positive about it no it's dumb because i know it's fake and so when ken jong says something dumb and then they cut to people in the audience being like oh no no that's so stupid i'm like they weren't there they were never there yes it is dumb and i do agree with those people but they were there never there to hear that it was dumb and it's stupid and i don't like them and i would have i would have been fine with like just for some reason even if it was like the digital audience like cut Mm -hmm. to a zoom shot of somebody going like oh gosh like even if they faked it and it was still fake at least I would feel somewhat better about it. I don't know. I was just so frustrated. And they cut to them so often. It's like driving me wild. Oof. Anyway. All right. I feel better. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. Um, it was it would have been coming up from my side as well a little bit. It definitely is one of those things with me where I was like, okay, well, you were trying to fool us. That was fine. But then also when you're putting it at the end as a disclaimer, of like, hey, we're doing this. Maybe don't do it like four times per performance. I feel like we don't need it that much. We really don't. Outside of when Nick first comes out and when the judges are introduced, I really don't need to see the audience again because especially now I find myself because I know that it's fake. I find myself playing the game of, 
So when the seahorse is singing and they're showing someone in the verge of tears, is this someone who's crying at the pineapples performance of something? <laughs> like who, who was this for? Who's, whose cr- tears are this for? Because they're not seahorses. Right. Like who is this actually for? Right. I feel like this is kind of the, whatever the laugh track equivalent is, it is. for singing shows, you know, yeah. where it's like they're trying to tell me how I should feel about the performance, which again, <laughs> like I get as an editing technique, but it like just knowing that they're fake makes me so mad. Yeah. Uh, they weren't there to hear Ken Jong's bad joke. <laughs> I mean, they're thankfully for us. them. Yeah. But yeah, they're lying to us. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Apart from that, honestly, I'm having a great time with the season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, this group in particular is particularly outstanding. Group in particular, particularly outstanding. You and particularly, <laughs> I know. It's a particularly <laughs> particular making... thing that you said that particular time. of myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been a long day. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sad that we're actually going to only have two move on from this group i really wish we could take three but you know it it is what it is it is what it is that's right okay so um i feel like you know we just walk and we just move forward and see what happens here see what happens so so i want to open up with a question that Susie asked so Susie said that preseason we thought we were going to get some big names because you know what else is anybody doing and so far it seems like it's been going in the opposite direction do you think there's some big names waiting to be unmasked i've said this um, a couple episodes ago. I don't think so. I think I've definitely been convinced now that that was just me thinking, well, that's the good reason for it. But for the most part, I think it's anyone who is willing to work given the circumstances of the world. So it's not you, big names. You wouldn't call Buster Rhymes a big name? Buster Rhymes is a huge name in my world and my heart, but also I recognize that Buster Rhymes is probably be a bigger name like 10 years ago and not now. <sighs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. I mean, I was pretty shocked at the reveal this week. Um, but I guess not because Mark Sanchez is like, I mean, obviously he's famous, but he's not like, I I guess like the caliber that we were expecting. I think this seems like pretty on par with previous seasons. Right. Well, like ultimately, is he bigger than Gronk? I I think not. Right. Yeah, I would say probably not. Yeah. So then to me, if I'm comparing like profession v profession. It's not adding up quite the same, but there's still so many more people to unmask that I don't think by any means this is a definitive, oh, we got it wrong. It could very well, there could still be so many big names here. There's a couple in these guesses that we're going to have today, probably, or at least like some conclusions I'm starting to draw, but we'll get there. Um, now it's unfortunate that this is an audio only podcast because all the judges were shown as babies. The theme this week is childhood. So they showed all the judges as babies. And I wish we could show the audience us as babies to, you know, keep up the trend. <laughs> we can tweet it out or put it in the show notes. Oh, that's a good idea. We can do that. Can Here's do that. our baby picture. Yeah. You didn't know. <laughs> no one asked no one for this, asked but for I got you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like it's always a good move because like most kids are cute. You know what I mean? Wow. It's like you can't go wrong. There are when- some babies that are ugly. Well, hold those babies ears while this podcast is playing. Don't don't tell them. I mean, if they're listening, I hope they don't know it's them, right? No one thinks (laughs) they're the one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like more cute baby, less baby alien baby, but. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. You know what? Baby alien was creepy. Um, so I'm okay with that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, let's make like a Hogwarts house and slither in to the first 
performer of this. Wait, we're not going to talk about Joel McHale being bad. Well, I just had too good of a segue, Liana. You can't just shit on the segue. Sorry. It's fine. Um, Yeah, Joel McHale's back for a second week, though. Back to back. Yeah, he's got his fake diamond shoes, matching outfits with uh, Nick Cannon. Um, My assumption is, is they like filmed them, you know, back to back, right? Or something Mm -hmm. like that. And so they were like, ah, we'll just get double duty. Although I do wonder if this is sort of a long game plan of like, we're just going to phase in Joel and then maybe no one will notice that we only started with five people. (laughs) I think so. I think that I think that this is a good strategy by them, because I think that Joel throughout the night, both episodes, has guesses that no other judge has very unique set of guesses mentality can crack a good joke at a good time can do like good dry humor, which I also appreciate or like very like um, stone cold face reaction humor, which again, I like um, and riffs off with Ken John better than anyone else up there. So mm-hmm. I think that it's a slam dunk for them if they choose to do it. Maybe this was a decision they made when they were like, listen, we're not going to have an audience. We need more activity here. But then after the first episode, they're like, well, we like putting the audience in a billion times, but we've also filmed the Joel stuff. So we have to have both. I guess I so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what I do know is that I was very proud of my original segue. So I'm going to do it again because I'm shameless. <laughs> Let's make like a Hogwarts house and slither in to the first performer of the episode. <laughs> and that was one of my favorites. My number one, my first pick in the draft, The Serpent. So, so the serpent's back at it again with a whole new clue package, a whole new performance. And, uh, let's just start talking about it, Liana. So the serpent's clue package this time around, it's all about a childhood dream that the serpent has had. And then there's two instances in the clue package where we see a croissant. Okay. Once I'm pretty sure it was with ham. The second time was either with butter or with cheese. I'm not convinced either way or. But it was this, like the golden croissant. This was the one that was the um at the end when it was a trophy, right? Oh, was it like golden or was it like egg washed? Uh, I thought it was on a trophy. Like it was mounted on a oh, trophy. Oh, you know what? The That's, serpent was. Because the whole thing was shining. like orange. There we go. It's shining. Oh, yeah, yeah. The serpent's holding it like a trophy. It's not butter or cheese. It's a golden <laughs> croissant. Yeah. Okay. So then why, what is the, what was the first croissant? No, whatever. That's fine. So there's well, two the croissants. The first croissant okay? was when he didn't have any money and he was at the ATM. Yes. And then the ATM, there's only $2 remaining in his bank account. And then there's $2 off at the, at the department store that the serpent's at. There's again, more doctor stuff in the background. There's like a doctor mannequin or scrubs mannequin. And then the serpents worked, done manual labor. Um, and then there was the gatekeepers at the, uh, so then the serpents trying to get into this like community or property. And then the gatekeepers say no thrice. I wrote it down just in case. I don't think anything of it. And then, yeah, this was an interesting clue package and there was a pink Cadillac and the serpent uses this Cadillac to break in, to break into the scene is how we see it. Okay. Now, it's the important part of the package where I ask you, did you get anything from these clues? Okay, just to clarify, the very first croissant had bacon in it. Is it not? Is it bacon? You're sure it's bacon? Let me look. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like bacon to me. So either I am bad at identifying bacon or it's bacon. What do you know about bacon? 
What you know about bacon? What you what you know about bacon? All right, uh, you know what? It is more bacon than ham. yeah. See, you're right. Like, all right. Well, anyway, I don't look again. I don't um I don't necessarily have any clues based on the croissants, even though I did notice them twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that stood out to me was one mentioning that the serpent had an unorthodox path path to fame, mm-hmm. um, because it was that, and then scrubs. Last week, we got the musicology and medicine like clues. We were mm-hmm. getting a ton of medicine clues. Also, um, the serpent was talking about, oh, how I had to have patience. No, no. I, oh my God. Are you going to have the same guess as me? Is my, question. I don't know, but like you had to have pa- like a patient. So like a doctor patient. Also, the OG clue that we got in the preview episode was mm-hmm. a prescription bottle sitting on top of an old television set. And the, the line was, if you want to know how I instantly appeared, here's a prescription number to my identity. So they're all like medical clues in some mm-hmm. way. So that was like the biggest thing that I got off out of, out of these. Okay, so I, only in the third time reviewing the episode, and by reviewing, by the third time, I was just looking at the clue packages and then the performance. I have a wild guess for you, because you do you remember last week, last time we talked about the serpent, you came in very strong, like, this is who I think it is. Yes, which I would like to revise that opinion, but continue. <laughs> are you Are you taking a refund? Because if you are, that opens the door for me to feel comfortable making a outside guess without getting ridiculed for it. Yes. No, I would like to take my $2 refund. My guess okay. For $2 off. $2 yeah. off. Okay. Um, so I have a pretty wild theory potentially that the serpent is not someone that's really famous, that the serpent is someone who, you know, is unconventionally famous that, you know, we had the kangaroo last season who was, unconventionally famous, didn't have a Wikipedia page. This could be similar because I did some research on this. So also the, it's important to note that this week's clues, the special clue, you know, we had the, the drone, the, the vault train. This time we had the, um, the childhood clue and the serpents was a baby bottle. And the judges kind of like talked about it potentially being part of the got milk campaign. You know who drives a pink Cadillac or was known to drive a pink Cadillac? Who? Elvis Presley. You know who's done a Got Milk campaign? Elvis Presley. Elvis is dead. You know who isn't dead, but is Elvis and is also related to the world of medicine? Remember when pandemic started and they gave us that weird like after show mass singer thing and there was this one guy every week who was singing music there? Yeah, Dr. Elvis. Dr. Elvis. Yeah, so I googled doctors who are now singers, and he did, he was part of like a viral rendition of, it was like the top result when I googled it. Okay. The other top result was the spin doctors, which I don't think that it's either one of the spin doctors. Um, But then I also googled 10 celebrities who went to medical school, Um, and that's where I was asking you about Jay Sean. So apparently, he went to medical school, but then he mm-hmm. left to further his budget music career do you think it could be him so jay sean is he comes from a british background so the um the fact that the serpent does hit us with a little bit of an accent it's certainly possible i have not listened to dr elvis speak so i can't relate that to him i've listened i I listened to a couple youtube videos of dr elvis singing and there's enough vocal range there that it could be the serpent i'm not a hundred on this but 
this is why when I like looked at it, I'm like, okay, if, if if I'm looking at Elvis and this guy's name is Elvis and he's a doctor, I feel like it's it's a relatively decent guess. But I'm not mad at the Jay Sean guess either, especially because I feel like Jay Sean is someone who is still a big enough artist that it would be like a wow. And I feel like someone like a Robin Thicke would know who he is, given that Jay Sean was probably at his peak famous when he did um the song Down featuring Lil Wayne. So I'm not mad at that pick, Leon. I mean, I'm I'm just I, I feel like we're not celebrating enough how wrong you were last week with the certainty that you came in with. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, I feel like you were like, oh, every it's not it's it's someone from Hamilton, and now it's not. Or you're saying it's not. I mean, I've I've still never watched Hamilton or listened to Hamilton. I re- so. Okay, I know. I thought it was specifically Christopher Jackson, but I have since two weeks ago spent a very long time listening to Christopher Jackson, and this performance in particular. Now it's it's possible. Because this performance was like much more gravelly. There was much more texture, Mm -hmm. which is less Christopher Jackson. But I think with the crocodile, we, you know, you can put on affect into how you're singing. So, um, like it's definitely a possibility that it's still him, but I think I need to rescind the doctor clues are just so over the top and like in your face Mm -hmm. that it's super. It ha- like it, 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 I I don't know like unless oh maybe it's like Neil Patrick Harris right or like something right. stupid like that like oh we played a doctor on TV um but it's definitely something in the doctor realm the fact that we've gotten it now essentially three weeks in a row because of the pre clue the first episode and the second episode it's been the very big big arch in the clue packages for the serpent enough so that. The manual labor becomes more of an afterthought. The clothing store becomes an afterthought. The croissant, which I'm so curious about. Like, what is the golden croissant? Is that like a, like a food award or is it like best crossover, whatever? I don't know. What, what, what else could the croissant? I don't know. I'm yeah, curious. I, don't, I, I have no idea what the croissant means. So I Googled, um, uh, so the three, Okay, it was three one 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 eight was the number on the prescription bottle from the three one 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 eight. So like November third, twenty eighteen. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean that that was um that was definitely one of the combo. There's a bunch of combinations there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I googled it and I googled Elvis and. It's his label record code is A31118. Not Dr. Elvis, like Elvis like Presley. Presley Elvis. Well, it, see, here's the thing. It makes sense that his clue packages keep linking to Elvis Presley because who the who knows who this guy is? I, all, the only reason I know him is because of that Massinger after show that I was forced to watch to cover on this show. So I have yeah. no other knowledge on elvis <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah it's his rca catalog number or something like that okay i don't know what so that means. I, I i don't know i mean because yeah what like what else would we know him from apart from listening to him sing us play us out yeah of the, the mass singer after show show yeah and it was like yeah for, <laughs> this is for some reason here's this doctor doing a duet with yeah that's right hunter hayes all right let's go sing us out of here it's like why are you here was okay. Also, the other thing that um stood out to me was the in debt 
part of it as well, because in this clue package, she talked about being in debt and not being able to make rent. And then in the last week's episode, how to get out it was of how debt. to dig, dig yourself out of, out of debt. Yeah. So mm. medical school debt is like a real thing. So maybe uh, Dr. Elvis in a terrible move. <laughs> decided to pay his his uh med school bills through singing instead of just being a doctor but <laughs> to each their own <laughs> do you listen i uh, and here's the thing i'm not even remotely confident enough to lock this in as like a a hundo guess i don't think so but whoever this <laughs> is has a run for the like for the crown whoever this is could get the golden croissant at the end because by God, what a way to start the show. The performance of the song The Bones by Marin Morris. I pronounced Marin correctly, please. Yes. Huh? I guess so. Okay. Well, please, if anyone, if I'm wrong, just tell me I'm wrong. But one person, nominate one person amongst yourselves because I can't have another David Huff moment. Um, the voice. Hoog. <laughs> the voice was great. I loved the background and. You know, there's nothing much more I can say about the serpent besides the fact that this is one of my, like, this is definitely my favorite costume of all time. And this is my, one of my favorite performers on this season right now. And I do think that it's almost unfortunate how good some of the talent is this season. So here is my concern for the serpent. I think that, um, He's going to have to do something else than what we've seen so far. Hmm. And there's only five performances total for the winner. So he he's only going to perform one more time. And I think the fact that the crocodile and the seahorse have already shown a lot of diversity mm-hmm. in what they've been able to do. Um, I, I just I worry that the serpent is going to struggle because... It's samey, samey. Also, I think if terms of people voting, I think people who would vote for the seahorse would also vote for the serpent and they're going to split votes. And then the people who like the razzle dazzle are going to vote for the crocodile. See, I didn't think of that, um, but I will say I'm still not too worried for the serpent because I do believe whoever's behind that mask has shown enough range in the vocal power and like the commitment to the bit like i feel like the serpent's one of the few people that is constantly like kind of slithering in the costume to walk around so i think that they're going to be in character enough to really show out next week or whenever the next final groupie final is i think that i I feel confident in the serpent's ability to do it now it's just a matter of will they do it or will they keep letting the voice do the talking which then some of the dangers here do exist but it'll still be close ultimately So the, as far as the guesses went for the judges before we move on here, Jenny McCarthy said Tay Diggs, which I'm not mad about. Uh, Joel McHale said Jesse Williams and Nicole Scherzinger said Brian McKnight, which honestly, he's got to be somewhere in this, in the running here because every season they ask for him. Every season he's a guest amongst the judges. So I think that at some point we're going to see him. I just don't know where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that it's possible. I think uh, it falls under. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I always wonder, though, if there's people that they just keep saying over and over again, and then maybe they'll show up as a guest, not as a contestant. And that kind of like fulfills that quota. But I'm not sure. We'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. But we didn't really have to wait all that long for this next performer. In fact, it was right after the serpent that the crocodile came through right out the swamp and we just jumped right in. So do you want to talk about the the clue package for the uh, crocodile here? 
Okay, so the crocodile is now excited to be performing as the crocodile. It's the most excited they've been since they were a kid. Um, but it seemed like they had a tough upbringing um, was some of the focus of this clue package. There was a skull and crossbones on a flag outside of the home. And the home had a big number five on the house. And then um, it seemed like the crocodile would perform for anyone who would listen. His own father didn't even believe in his talent until he got his first check for $100. Um, the other things I noticed were the spray can that said hairspray on it, and there were a bunch of oranges because there was an orange tree. Those are all the things that I noticed. Yeah, so I do think that um, I do think that for me, I kind of left the last time we saw the crocodile feeling some things about who this could be, and then this week, I'll be very honest and upfront with you: the clues did barely anything for me. The clues didn't really help me out. I didn't really pay attention to them all that much. Um, because once I heard the performance, I was like, Oh, I think I, I feel better about who I had said before. And for me, um, it, it was looking at the clues from before. And then the one clue this week that did it, Liana was the childhood clue, which was the first of all, it was a pinata that Nick was ordered to demolish in front of all these people. Yeah, that was hilarious. I'm not gonna like I was actually totally fine with some of these and the balloon popping for the seahorse too. I was like, look, it's wild. It's weird. Why would anybody do this? But let's do it. Let's have Nick Cannon beat up a pinata on stage. Yeah, I mean I don't I didn't expect to say this, but like I think the vault train might have been their best music transition <laughs> thing they've done this season. I think I jumped the gun on getting irritated Success! with that. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm all, I'm all aboard the train now. In case you didn't realize that. Well, the vault train, the vault train. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, so inside this pinata was dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. And then the 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 um the crocodile said that the the what was it the porpoise? <laughs> there was a specific porpoise to these this clue. <laughs> and I put the I put my guess with the dolphin and I found a discovery about one Nick Carter who a couple years ago, about three years ago, vowed, vowed, this is like on publications, vowed to save the dolphins and was big on this, big on the dolphins. And then last week's clue, there was a rainbow. So I found out that the term rainbow baby a rainbow child is a thing where that's when you've had a miscarriage and then you've had a baby after that and nick carter has kids that are rainbow kids or rainbow babies had rainbow babies so that could be a link there as well um and i already felt good with the uh, with the whole slip and slide thing but again it was the vocals liana because l- in listening to some of nick carter's independent solo work he has music where he kind of sounds like the John Bon Jovi guy or like that sounds like I don't know who Bon Jovi is. He does have that. He has like the Bon Jovi vibes. <laughs> but then you know, this week, that Bon Jovi guy, <laughs> that John Bon Jovi you guy, know, that Elvis guy. <laughs> but then here it was like quintessential Backstreet Boys yeah. Nick Carter, who I know. Who I, like I've listened to hours upon hours of Backstreet Boys growing up. My favorite musical group of all time. So Your Backstreet Boys over NSYNC. Um, NSYNC's not even on the chart for me. It was always Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. shots fired at NSYNC. NSYNC became relevant to me once it was just Justin Timberlake. 
to be honest. <laughs> once, once he lost that dead weight. <laughs> so mean. Um, okay, once so the tone was gone. That was it for me. <laughs> the rabbit has something to say. Um, okay, so I also heard Nick Cannon or Nick Cannon, Nick Carter. <laughs> oh Lord! Um, as soon as the crocodile started singing, and then I went back and I re-listened to the Bon, um, bon Jovi. That guy, you know that guy, that John, John Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi that John Bon Jovi. He's a John Bon Jovi type. Um, um, yes, I listened to that and you can kind of tell that he's putting on an affect like when you mm-hmm. know what I believe his slightly more natural sound is. Um, you can you can tell that it's like it doesn't feel like 100 um, percent. And I think that, that not that it's not, you know, I mean, it was good. Right. It was great. Right. But um, but definitely I think that this is more the Nick Carter style. So I'm I'm on board with you. You know, I had thought it was AJ if I was going to pick one out of the two Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the visual clue, though. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me finish my thought. I'm like jumping all around. So the reason why I am now on board for Nick Carter was it sounds like Nick Carter, which is like the most <laughs> obvious thing to say. But also um, Nick Carter grew up in a dysfunctional, like unconventional dysfunctional family and had a really rough childhood. Mm-hmm. And so I do kind of feel like that fits more with the crocodiles clue package. But just mm-hmm. to in general support the Backstreet Boys theory, uh, I don't know this whole like do- like Nick Carter is going to save all the dolphins. But the Backstreet Boys did have their first performance at SeaWorld. So that also go. could could uh, be responsible for the clue. Mm, OK, OK. Yeah. I, I mean, what's it called? I feel like for me, the strongest clue of all has been just this performance, like the audio performance. And mm-hmm. I mean, let me just say, I, I love the crocodile, right? I, I've, I really enjoyed this performance. This was a very fun rendition of Toxic. I love when these artists take songs that sound and go a particular way and then change up the style to deliver the performance. Big fan of that. Didn't really understand what those like poison ivy looking dancers were supposed to be. So that was, eh, I could have like done nature. without. It represented Na- nature. Is that your interpretation? Of <laughs> no, I'm sure it's it's toxic. Yeah, I'm sure it's poison ivy, right? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Or that like sense. poison oak or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I thought it. I thought this was a really really cool performance. I also agree with you about the unique interpretation of certain songs. In fact, Melanie Martinez, before she was f- like more famous, I guess she was on The Voice and she did a performance of this song that was like in the same vein. So huge huge fan. I also loved the animated uh, gate that opened that was super cool and i felt like the crocodile had a lot of dancing moves very backstreet boys with the choreo so i think this performance really solidified that i i I agree with you i do believe it's nick carter yeah i feel strongly and if anyone wants to like do the comparison themselves i recommend two songs to check out that are nick carter songs that one is like the the bon jovi type of song one is the nick carter type of song he has a song called I Got You. That's a little. And then there's a song called Do I Have to Cry for You? That's more Nick Carter style or like regular what we know to Nick Carter to be. And yeah, I mean, the first part of the performance was like all singing. And then but once the song kind of went back to its standard, like pop side of the toxic song, the boy band dance moves came out and I got immediately caught on to that. I love this, right? I love this so much. I, and I'm sad because. I don't think, because I, I picked both these performers. Right? They were both on my team. I'm losing one of them the next time we see them. 
Because I think there's no world where the seahorse isn't going into the next round. There's no world. And it's just a matter of which one of these two artists are we going to lose. And quite frankly, I wish all three of them could be going into the next round. But see, this is where I'm saying that, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the razzle-dazzle is going to put the crocodiles over the edge. The razzle-dazzle put one of these artists this night over the edge that I think should not have made it to the oh, next yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not, like, that's not, look, the so whatchamacallit V-Baby Alien is not on trial here. Look, I just think that the croc, <laughs> I think that the crocodile is going to appeal and no one else in this group, unless the other contestants do something go similar. Yeah, go week. full razzle-dazzle mm. because the crocodile can sing and the crocodile can do the razz. So I really think that it's going to be the crocodile and if I had to guess, the seahorse um, are going to mm. be the two moving on. But um, wow. I guess we have a few, several weeks before we find out the <laughs> truth. The, yeah, this is why um, I feel like the mass Singer should have a wild card spot where mm. every time they go into like the fi- the big crossover final where like now everyone gets merged, they are like, well, we had one wild card slot and the winner was blank. Because I feel like in the last two seasons, I can also pinpoint somebody who should have probably made it to the final like nine or eight and did not because of some snubbage. Yeah, but that's because people <laughs> that's because people like the white tiger made it. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> but yes, right. no, you're definitely right. You're definitely but right. But yeah, I'm look, I'm I'm coming around to the acknowledgement of the razzle and the dazzle. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I yeah, I it's also because it's it's Nick Carter, so I'm yeah, very I mean, excited. Oh, I really hope it's him. Some Nick Carter. Oh here. my Big god, that was the first. Did I tell you that the that um, Backstreet Boys album was the first album that I ever bought? Oh my god, it was the first like album I, I ever bought. Like Leona Claire Boris, my money. Yes, my money yes, that same. I purchased. No, I my um, parents got me the cassette tapes for like the first three albums. And then I, the first CD I ever bought and owned was the uh, the Millennium album. Yeah, it was Millennium. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. That. And then the second album I bought personally was Usher's Confessions. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't remember yeah. what my second one was. Uh, <laughs> it might have been a, <laughs> it might have been a Smash Mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. It's <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> Um, okay so i'm yeah so basically (laughs) we love the crocodile here we're 100 percent back in the crocodile are you saying move on (laughs) yeah why i'm not done embarrassed okay you're you're embarrassed for your smash mouth purchase (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i mean keynotes to take away from the judge's comments is that robin thick felt seduced so that's a thing that you need to know oh yeah by this performance and um, when the dolphins came out of the pinata, Robin said, Nick, don't worry. You can still make shoes out of it later, which I thought was a great jab at Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was really funny. Um, Somebody guessed Adam Lambert. Basically, I was like, you're wrong. Stop it. And then I didn't write <sighs> yeah. the other guesses. Yeah, no, that was. Just, yeah, because they're they're. I, I think it's also hard when you really strongly feel like, you know, that it's a certain person to accept any other answer. Um, right. Also, like, I, hey, my biases have confirmed this is this person for me. Yeah, someone guessed Lenny Kravitz. I was like, no, he's a Lenny Kravitz. You know that guy, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> no, Lenny Kravitz is cool. Um, yes, I think my second album ever purchased was Astro Lounge by Smash Mouth because <laughs> it came it came out in 1999, which is like around the same time. So, did Millennium? When did Millennium come out? 
It was like 1999 or 1998 or something okay, like so that. You bought two CDs back to back and you had to have Smash Mouth and Backstreet. Well, I don't Backstreet. think I bought them back to back. It's I was a child. It's not like I was making a lot of money. I had to, you know, like save up for these albums. So I think I bought Millennium first and then I must have saved mm. up to buy. I, yeah. say, I think my dad still has them. I should ask. You want to jam out just- to some Smash Mouth on CD? <laughs> to jam out to Smash Mouth at all, period. Let alone CD too. Remember when we had a shared Spotify account and we could play music for each other? Yep, I I'm actually play Astro I, Lounge for you. No, I actually looked at my top ten last night from this from last year, and one out of the ten songs were mine. The other <laughs> nine were yours, and out of those nine, one was I think one was Ariana Grande, and the rest was all Hosier. All of them. It was just hosier. okay. So here's here's the issue: is that I listen to one song on repeat, right? So like you may listen to more. I mean, I think I do listen to more music, but you may listen to more music, but it's more diverse. You'll listen to yes. multiple artists, multiple songs, multiple albums. I pick one album, one artist for like three or four months, and that's all I listen to, and then mm-hmm. on to the new one. So anyway, okay, but that, that's yeah. enough of this. Yeah. Well, I, can I just say before we move on, because I, we're writing a nostalgia trip, that I my favorite music videos growing up were all Backstreet Boys music videos. I thought they were very creative, and I liked all of them. Yeah, I I agree. Is uh yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, I, I'm going to listen to you and abide by your wish of moving on from the crocodile. Um, which well, what's just- the deal, crocodile? See you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. You <laughs> made a roundabout to the same thing. How am I supposed to? You can't segue by ending up where you started. You just can't. Um. Yeah. Okay. What rhymes well, with alien? Schmalian. Okay. Well, I don't want to hear what you have to say, Lian, anymore. <laughs> but it's time to talk about the baby alien, baby. Baby alien, as Ken Jong was. Oh put it. my God. Was Ken Jong especially unfunny in this episode? <laughs> yes. Amazing. Sometimes Ken does Jong it. outdoes himself. Remember when he used to do that thing that was super annoying? Well, every the- when he said, I know exactly who this is every yeah, time. Yeah, and he would stand up and it would be really annoying. Now he just I, talks forever. I miss that. I miss that being his shtick. I hate the shtick now being, we're going to let him monologue and then the, everyone around us is going to pretend they're going to fall asleep. Yes. Because, because that makes it worse for me. It t- Okay, here's the thing. If you're going to have a bit, fine. But at least the I know who exactly who this is was short. The one where he rambles mm-hmm. and everybody falls asleep takes forever. And like, I, I fine. You want filler? Maybe. I don't know if that's what they were going for. But poor baby alien was getting tired standing up there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But here's the thing. Baby alien comes through. This is we find out last time we're going to see the baby alien. And uh, the clue package had some interesting bits to it. There was a Baby Watch, a.k.a. Baywatch parody clue thing going on. The Baby Alien's been roasted before. Um, there was a beaming spotlight of the big city. Um, then close encounter with Hungry Sharks. There was a hot dog somewhere. Um, and then the public rela- – so basically, after we found out who this was, Leon, I don't know who this is. I don't. And I know it's a big deal, and I will get to it. I messaged Rob after the reveal. I'll tell you guys what Rob said. But I didn't, I don't, can you piece these clues in for the, for the, for the audience? Cause I cannot. 
Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. So the baby alien gets unmasked and it's Mark Sanchez, who is an NFL player, probably most famous, I would say, for playing for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if that's where like the alien thing came into play because it was like, oh, I played for the Jets. He, he's it's a, it's a it's a jet. Um, the Jetsons. <laughs> the Jetsons. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to go back now knowing who it is to put the clues together. So one of the clues, the hot dog clue, was that they revealed at the end of the episode mm-hmm. was because he ate a hot dog um, one time on the sidelines. There was a horse in the sand in this clue package here. And I didn't know if that had to do with the fact that he played for the Broncos for like 30 seconds Um, because I was trying to figure out where that came into play. Um, It said the thing about the money hungry sharks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Unclear exactly what this is in reference to. However, I do know that his um, he was involved in a lawsuit uh, where like his accountant or broker or something like that conducted a Ponzi scheme. And so he owed like, some million amount of money or something like that. So I didn't know if that was the reference. Um, I did look it up. He was a presenter at the Tony Awards, which explains last week's clue, which is when he was beamed onto the Tony Award. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it was like everything felt so tangential trying to put everything together. The only line that actually made sense in retrospect to me where it was a aha kind of moment was mm-hmm. when Joel McHale was talking about the baby alien and being like, well, I've never seen a washing machine with a football player perched inside of that, it. Yes. And then baby alien said, Joel, you're hot on my trail because it was a football player. That, that back to back makes sense on the rewatch for sure. Yeah. I'm just surprised that at no point did I, did any of us look at the helmet and be like, Kind of looks footballish, like because no it's a, one. But it's like, yeah, I know. Leave it to Joel McHale to point that out to us, because even well, like, yeah, everything's a clue on this show, and that's the complicated yeah. But also, part nothing is a clue somehow. Yeah, look, well, like I don't, the, I don't envy. Grace- yeah, sorry, go ahead. I don't envy the clue writers because it is so freaking hard to toe that line between making it completely obvious and just being so completely obscure that no one will ever figure it out. Um, and so I do, I understand that problem. And, I, you know, we can kind of go through each of these clues and be like, oh, what might it mean? What might it mean? So, for example, the toy fire truck. Well, Mark Sanchez's father was a fire captain um, in the Orange County Fire Authority. So it's like, okay, well, I guess technically like that matches, but um, you know, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the, that's the thing for me is that you can never figure out what clue is too obscure or on the money because the fact of the matter is different people know different things. Like when I've found, <laughs> when I've listened or seen a clue package for somebody that I just know, I just know it doesn't matter. You can give me 18 clues. I need one to make the connection. Right. So it's weird because I feel like maybe other people could have seen this Mark Sanchez thing coming up, but his dad was a firefighting captain is hard. You know, like that's a weird yeah, thing to no, try and connect. I just, I really, I mean, look, if anybody thought of Mark Sanchez, the baby alien, props I don't to think you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, the other thing too, that I tried to figure out was how he was in the costume, because I remember we had hypothesized that it had to be someone on the shorter side to fit into the costume. So then when he was like, roll tall, I was so confused because how does he get in the costume? 
There was a, I looked at the making of the baby alien video on YouTube from the mass singer mm-hmm. and there was a harness. So I don't know if he, was he like sitting in some way? Like it was strapped to the back of him and then he was like sitting in a chair, but then how was he moving if he was sitting in a chair? I don't yeah. know, man. I really want to know. I want to know. It's fascinating. I want to just quickly put this out there that I think the dumbest guess of the night is not Ken Jong. The dumbest guess of the night was Nicole Scherzinger saying Jeff Dunham as her final guess after seeing the alien not be in sync with the singing voice two performances in a row. Yeah. Like a ventriloquist would not do that. Ever. Yeah. Um, before, before we talk about the song, the Imagine Dragons song, um, one line that really made me laugh from Robin was during the clue package when he was, oh, maybe he was like in one of the 400 cameos in Sharknado. Yeah, that was shady. <laughs> I like shady jabs McGee, aka Robin Thicke when he's being shady. Yeah, I, I mess with that. I think it's funny. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. The, the performance baffled because I thought it was pretty strong. I thought it was pretty strong. Like the, 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 what's it called? The voice was fine. I liked the five, four, three, two, one countdown mm-hmm. and like the baby aliens ready to launch. I thought that was a fun visual. I, the alien dancers with the UFO skirts was like, mm, eh. I didn't really care for that, it was but more I, of those inflatable costumes. Yeah. I, I was intrigued by the, the weird flying spaceship that kind of looked like a hand, half a handshake mm-hmm. hand. So that was fun. Yeah, the animated like alien ship thing in the sky. Yes. I'm uh, I 100% support all of the animations that they've been doing. I think it's super cool. Same. Apart I from the that, weird giraffes that were nightmare fuel. The no, so the cool. giraffes were not shuffling, which was my mistake. The giraffes were just walking, which was weird. Oh, I thought they um, were shuffling. No, shuffling would have made them cool. They were straight up just walking and it made Look. no sense because they weren't <laughs> It wasn't a moonwalk. It wasn't a walk walk. It was just walking and going nowhere. I don't think they would have been cool regardless. But um, but yeah, okay. overall, yeah, I really support it. Even though in this case, it was weird because the animated alien was just sort of ho- like hovering above while the mm-hmm. dancing aliens pranced around in the background, which I didn't mm-hmm. notice the spaceships on the dancing aliens until the second rewatch mm-hmm. <laughs> until later in the second rewatch. It's like, do they always have those? Um, but I thought the performance was good. I thought maybe last week's, if I had to rank them would be slightly higher on the list, but I was convinced that the baby alien was staying this week. I can see why I can see why, because I do think that it was ultimately this, the baby alien from the beginning has reminded me of the taco in that I thought that it was a ridiculous looking costume. This is 100% a joke performer. And then they came on and kind of surprised me. And I thought, hey, you can actually go decently far, like at least maybe to the final three or four in this case of this group. But I definitely did not expect the baby alien to be out here at all, especially because the next person we talk about is a person I thought should have been leaving. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which that will heavily we'll talk about the razzle dazzle there oh, so the five sorry i i think this could be the case but from the baby alien the remember the number five was like flashing in the stars the five stars uh mark sanchez was the fifth pick in the 2009 nfl draft oh <laughs> interesting was he picked by any of the nfl teams like intergalactic uh well yeah he was drafted by the jets Oh, he played well, for like, USC. He played for the Trojans. Maybe that's the horse. Yeah, that probably is the horse and not sense. the uh, 
He literally um, got like he got tra- it was something weird to the Broncos. He got traded like for a draft pick, and then he was he was only on the the injured roster or something like that. And then he got dropped before he could ever start. It was super weird. Okay, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um. Well, what was I gonna say is that I didn't like the Jeff Dunham guess. I hated the Taylor Notler guess by Ken Jong. I under the one part I understood was one hundred percent and only the Shark Boy clue. That he like glommed on. Shark onto. boy. Everything else was dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I think we're on the same page on a lot of things tonight. But what I will say is before we go to the next performer, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back, unlike the baby alien who's now gone and you need to get over it. Bye, baby alien. That's so See mean. You. <laughs> See you in another planet. I mean, eh, it is what it is. You know, baby alien's life is fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, so depends on how much money he owed in that lawsuit. That's why he's doing the, the mask Singer. <laughs> Jack, hey, listen, I'm going to get that golden mask and then I'm going to pawn it. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to call the next performer maybe a whatchamacallit will do because that's what they're calling him so it oh, yeah it whatchamacallit it yeah so here comes the whatchamacallit and the whatchamacallit talks about how it takes 36,524 strokes to like comb his wait, hair what, wait 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 what was that number three six five two four Yes. Three, six, five, two, four. Okay. Uh, not that that, I mean, okay, obviously it means a thing. It, the, I tried to look it up. I okay, couldn't figure yeah, it out. Okay, yeah, same. I, I have no idea. The The closest thing was, I think it's a zip code for Alabama, <laughs> and I did not link it to anybody in Alabama on my shortlist, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've ignored that um, at the moment. Yeah. I mean, obviously something numerical like that probably makes sense, but we'll figure it out later. And then the, the hairy situation, and then... Again, this is kind of like the crocodile, the serpent, where he said free, free, free thrice. Okay. And I wrote it down. Okay. Okay. Don't, I don't know anything of it. There was the a balloon and then he was rising into the air, similar to up, like the judges pointed out. Um, hi to my career. Then I got the whatchamacall that shook my world and the call was taken from a brown shoe. Okay. Um, and then the news was deflating. And the whatchamacallit wanted to be by his mama's side, but then his mama convinced him that his dream, her dream was his dream, something like that. He looks into a mirror. And then the last clue before we got into the performance, which I think perked up a lot of people's ears and eyes, was 
the five 10 cent coins right before we got into the performance. Now, I have a new guess on the table, but do you have any new guesses on the table as well? Okay. I am still convinced that this is a basketball player. Yes. Um, because they're very tall. <laughs> and, Height comes in handy and, in basketball. And yes. I really feel, yeah, I, so I feel strongly about that. <laughs> That's I, fair. I know I guessed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last week. Give it up. Which, I, no, I'm not ready to give up quite yet are you doubling down no i'm not doubling down but i want to throw out some more clues based or some more like ideas based on some of the clues that we saw this week okay okay so what i did was i googled um nbra stars that can sing okay and i found an article it says five nba stars who can sing like neo and flow like j cole one of them by the way victor oladipo was on the list so we're gonna go ahead and cross him off so i mm-hmm. wanted to ask you if any of these people would make sense um so Kyrie irving was also on the list who i believe was guest right or not guest so Kyrie Irving was like, Ken said, oh, it could be Kyrie or and then went into his other pick that he was more solid on. I think Kyrie Irving is possible, given that one of the clues was how the um the whatchamacallit's like second on the team, like the second pick, not the first pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Irving famously played next to LeBron James for many years because considered the second player there and now is on a team with Kevin Durant, I think would end up being considered the second player there. He did do a short stint with the Celtics, which I guess there he was the first was he was with Celtics. Yeah. It's been us. Yeah. So but I, he's not playing in the bubble. So this was also but, like part of my consideration. Right. Well, then the other thing is that um Ken did bring up the whole, yeah, I mean the clue package when they gave us the childhood clue, whatchamacallit kind of warned Ken that Ken should know who he is. And, um, I have seen Ken Jong has tweeted at Kyrie in the past. So at least they have like that kind of tissue, connective tissue. But I don't know many of the other clues or thoughts or even the voice that matches because I've not listened to Kyrie sing before. OK, well, let me throw out another guess. What about okay. Damian Lillard, who is also on the list? Damian Lillard is he is probably one of the more current like the one of the NBA players now that are active, still playing that you would know does rapping on the side, but he is the star of the Portland Trailblazers. He is the best player on that team. He is the reason that team has a shot every season, at least by shot. I mean, they're in the playoffs, not necessarily shot to win the whole thing. He's deserving of way more than what he's got, but he is the leader. He is the captain. He is by no means a second pick, which is what I've kind of been focusing on as the whoever this is is not the the top dog in their team. Okay, well let me throw out my last guess here. Um my last guess is Lonzo Ball. Yes. Okay. So yeah, this is the one that I feel stronger about. This is the this is the one I had on my list to come into with today. So Lonzo Ball, his whole thing. So let's get the the pick thing out of the way, especially now that you brought up the five stars thing. Lonzo was the second pick overall in the 2017 NBA draft. He was picked by the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. So second pick, that could be what it is. The other thing is Lonzo also played on a team where he had, he was with LeBron for a little bit before he got traded, um, last year for Anthony Davis and a bunch of other pieces, which gave congratulations to the Lakers fans, a championship this year. Um, the other thing is the whole like mom storyline. Yeah. It completely matches with Lonzo's story. Lonzo's mom had a stroke 
right? Yeah. So that was, that was what convinced me because it was during his rookie season. It was in 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So that, that was why he, so this is my last guess. And this was the one that I felt most confident about because of Mm. the things that you're listing. Well, and the other thing is, um, he does do music on the side as well. Similarly to the, uh, to Damien, his artist name is Z-O-Zo, um, however you want to call it. I listened to a bunch of his songs coming into today, this episode's podcast. Does not sound like whatchamacallit. Sounds better than whatchamacallit, but also I recognize that rapping in a studio and rapping live can and will be different depending on who the artist is. So I don't okay. know. So um I have something uh you'll have to watch at some point, but he did do a drop the mic rap okay. battle versus T-Pain. Ooh. Yes. And this would have been Love after that. this would have been after T-Pain was on the Mass Singer. Interesting. Okay. Or maybe okay. I don't know because I don't know when the when the uh, at least when the YouTube <laughs> link was posted, <laughs> it would have been after. Date matches. Yes. Um. Which I was like, I don't know. Maybe if they talked about it, T Pain was like, Yeah. At some point, you got to check it out. You got to do it. I don't know. But T Pain did have a really good dig. Um. At him that said, "You look like Drake if Drake had a blood disease." Oh my god! I know That's it's so horrible. Rude. I know it was really funny. <laughs> Um, (laughs) well, yeah, like it's interesting because Lonzo, um, or if this is Lonzo, the first clue package we got, the whole jazzy, snazzy, full of pizzazzy, don't know, bit of pizzazz, I could see that. Shy guy that avoids spotlights, I feel like he comes from a basketball family that is anything but out of the spotlight. Like they've been, ever since Lonzo's joined the NBA, the entire like big baller brand, his dad is big on the spotlight. The, his little brothers who played abroad are in the spot. Everyone's in the spotlight in this family. I think that he probably is the least of them, but still, I feel like I've just, I've seen him too much to not to, you know, be like, Oh, that makes sense for Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with the most recent clue package, it kind of fits given that we're thinking it's an athlete. It, it you know, works um, better, like decent with the rapping, with the lyricism and the sense that, Whoever the whatchamacallit is at least knows their lyrics and is not fumbling them and is doing them like is completing all the verses, right? Even if it's not sounding the best, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Yeah. I mean, even though I did think that the whatchamacallit was going to go here, though. So I don't, you know, for what it's worth. I thought, I mean, I didn't think I thought I was ready, you know, on the first watch, I was very ready to be like, OK, well, we're going to find out who the whatchamacallit is. <laughs> I don't really need to care for these clues. And then watch my didn't leave. I'm like, I need to go back and look at those clues again because yeah. now I need to figure it out. Um, I found another drop the mic. Charlie Puth versus all of the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about a like he's losing that. There's no way he's going to win that. I mean, I don't know. It depends. Depends on which Backstreet Boys like all of them. I mean, it is all of them mm-hmm. here. Um, But anyway, yes. OK, so can we talk about the Whatchamacallit's performance? Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you have? Uh, what do you have for that? Oh, okay, I have nothing about the actual singing performance. Only the inflated unicorns um, that were dancing slash in heelys in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I was like, are those he like? Because they they were moving in such a smooth way. It's like are those heelys. Oh my <laughs> god, they're heelys. Uh, did I tell you about the time that I bought heelys as an adult? As a, wait, 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 wait. Define adult. <laughs> Um, 20, when, when, how old was I? 25, maybe? 
Oh, that's not that long ago. No, it was not that long ago. It was during my PhD. And I remember we had um, the okay. So we were in this like big lab space. And I remember thinking it takes forever to go from certain rooms to certain rooms. And I thought our floor would smooth enough to be able to roller skate. And so I was like, oh, I should get Heelys. So I bought Heelys with the thought of improving my sciencing because I was like, oh, I can go faster now. Heelys are really hard. Okay, first of all, walking around normally in Heelys is just a challenge in and of itself because they're giant and they're heavy and you can't stand normally in Heelys. And then also, Heelying is very challenging. (laughs) Um, I owned Heelys. I never really did well with them. So I never kept them, if that makes sense. I didn't use them. Because they're very hard to use. I got, yes. I got the hang of it eventually, but I'm, you know, the whole point was that I could go faster doing science, but I didn't want to risk handling my science samples and like dropping them or something. And so I decided to carry on without my poor Heelys. They didn't get much use. It was so sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. They're pretty impractical, but on the legs on the legs on the feet of these performers they enhanced the performance for me i thought that for some reason whatchamacallit had the best dancers of the night um they knew how to move even in those inflatable outfits of unicorns they did the healy thing real nice real smooth and ultimately they gave it a better vibe i feel like everyone every single judge was vibing out to this song and it's not even my favorite song. I don't really like this Ludacris song, Moneymaker. I love Pharrell, and I like some of Ludacris's music. This isn't it, but it worked out for the judges. It worked out for the audience, I guess. I do agree that it was weaker than the Baby Alien, but I 100% want to accept that the Razzle Dazzle carried the whatchamacallit through here, mm-hmm. which begs the question, do you think if the Gremlin did not self-unmask, now I'm doubting if the whatchamacallit would have left that night well i think the gremlin would have left that night regard like the gremlin's performance inherently was terrible but are you saying that if the gremlin wasn't there at all and it was only the five no i mean that if if the gremlin was there with like would the gremlin have still left and you're saying yes yeah i think the gremlin was that bad yeah that's fair that's fair that's fair (laughs) and then um uh, what's it called with uh, with the whatchamacallit as far as the guesses from the judges but oh sorry no can we talk about the real quick I forgot to bring up this clue the five ten cent coins I think everybody probably initially looks at that and it's like oh 50 cent it's 50 cent behind the mic that in basketball when you dish out an assist it's also known as a dime so what position dishes out assists a point guard Who's a point guard? Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Lonzo Ball. So I think we're on the money that this is a point guard in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Just wanted to make that. Okay, good job, us. We nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I ultimately also really like the uh, back, the colorful background. So all in all, more razzle dazzle, less audio for me here. But again, this was someone on my team that I thought I was going to lose. So I'll take the victory where I can get it. I'm not mad at it. I know. I lost my first. person from my draft right yeah which is good because honestly if i lost another mercy rule me like i've lost four (laughs) in a row come on yeah but you could have the the tip top people on your team you know oh no you lost the giraffe oh yeah i lost the giraffe okay it's two two see look at you look at you 
squaring up. I did not think this was going to happen. Lego, baby. Lego. Okay. So the, the judges guesses we had a Cam Newton, a Terrell Owens, and then the initially Kyrie Irving, but then settling on Army Hammer. So just more nonsense from the judges for you. Like go back to so I think I can see your voice, dude. Like I it's just it's not I get that he's going for the joke guesses, but at a certain point, man, like give it up. At some point, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, I'm still supposed to think that you're better than most of us at this, right? At least a little bit. At least a little bit. Like I feel like I do I do better than Ken, but I also know that his job is to be a dummy. Whereas when I'm a dummy, it's not it's it's not accidental or on purpose. I just am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you are a dummy. I know. I, I can be a dummy sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, so we'll have to keep a lookout for the whatchamacallit, but also we don't because I genuinely think that the whatchamacallit's gone next time. It's just a matter of who's joining the whatchamacallit on the uh, exit line. Yeah. Is it going to be a double elimination? Uh, it's, I mean, I believe so. Cause we've been promised a final six, mm. right? So that's, that's the important thing to keep note of, but we'll find out. We'll find out next time when we have to, unfortunately, probably say goodbye to one of our beloved three. And one of those is the last performer here that we have to talk about. And that is the seahorse, AKA the first pick overall, AKA Liana's draft pick. Liana, Take it away on the clue package here. Ugh, I'm so proud of my first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so the seahorse um, is someone who they're trying to convince us is Jessica Simpson because between the Daisy oh Dukes God, and the chicken, so dumb. the chicken of the sea reference during her like baby clue package at the very beginning of the episode, I was like, mm-hmm. just stop. It's definitely not Jessica Simpson. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who it no. is at this point, but I know it's definitely not Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this clue package was going back to the Western theme, so we're still sticking with this like okay correct type deal um Mm -hmm. and the seahorse was driving a wagon that had like a mouth with like lips and teeth but there was like a broken tooth so that was weird and it was crossed out the teeth thing it was weird i was trying to see if it was a shape of some type so it would teach us something (laughs) but i don't know i I genuinely don't know what it is um the seahorse also said that as a kid they acted so hard to be a hero to make a name for herself and then there was the brand and it said fail on it uh which is kind of rude and then she i don't know like goes to bed or something and makes some wishes Uh, look i was trying to keep up with my notes at this point and there were flying clocks (laughs) that said nine o'clock and then something about ten thousand years or a thousand years or something like like that that's that's what i got that's all i got you can tell the end is a little bit less detailed yeah just a little bit a little bit like uh and then she's like a bed and there was like a heart that was broken or something and something about dreams i don't know yeah i um what's it called so i you know combine the three clue packages we've got which is the sneak preview clue and then the last two clue packages I think I have a good idea of who this could be. This is someone who I've not, I haven't been really familiar with their work, um, before, but I've definitely become more familiar with recently, ever since the research has begun. Um, and I think that this could be, um, well, let me go through the clues with you. So I think I, from the beginning, I had a feeling that this like Southern theme thing is not relevant because 
it just didn't fit for me. For some reason, the voice didn't speak Southern to me at all. And that's why and it didn't sound like countryish. So for me, it just, I, I eliminated that. I was like, I don't, I don't see it personally. So I look back at the clues from last week and we had the whole like the tea party with the two dogs and the dove and the, the, the rainbow frog thing, which I did think was like a judges panel of some kind of a talent reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the judges brought up American Idol this week. This, I think, links up. And then we had the, the Kermit, the frog, potentially the, you know, the, the rainbow connection song. That was a thing that we kind of talked about. We talked about it being maybe someone who's like a Casey Musgraves type. And I think I found the person that could fit the bill. So this person, they have an album that is called Hiding Place. Okay. The initial clue package, the clue we got for the seahorse was living in the ocean can be quite dangerous. So it's always important to find a quiet place to hide. Okay. So that's, that's already real nice start. Real nice start. Um, if we're looking at someone who was on American Idol and had a rough go of it enough to potentially have failed, there is an artist out there right now known as Tori Kelly and Tori Kelly is someone who did do American Idol and did not do well on American Idol, did not make it far on American Idol. She did not reach the top 24 on American Idol. So, and Simon Cowell did not like her, which, um, talk about someone that was trapped by insecurity. Simon Cowell was like, you ain't shit. <laughs> so that's the thing that has happened. Um, I've listened to some of her music. She has a great voice, great, great voice. And I do think that it kind of fits like the, the shoe fits for me here with the, um, with the seahorse. Now, as far as like unimaginable loss and pain, I don't have anything there. Uh, making a name for myself. I do think we kind of can go back to the fact that, Hey, she didn't get her opportunity on the show. She got it off the show, right? Cause she did more not being on the show than she did when she was on the show. She didn't make it far on the show. Um, but I don't know what the Daisy Dukes mean at this point. I don't know if the Chicken of the Sea r- does any relations here. But I think the album name is a strong one for me. And then, oh, and also has performed with Kermit the Frog one time. So that's also a thing there. So that and then the American Idol Clue, those for me kind of put it all together in this package. And then the fail plaque kind of, I think, is going back to the Simon Cowell of it all. Okay. I have literally no idea who you're talking about. I have never heard of this woman in my life. So I'm just going to go with, sure. I think you'd like her. I think she's the type of music that you'd be into. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Great. You yeah. learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So can we talk about the performance now? Because uh, yeah. I would like to talk about this performance. Wow. Okay, big Owen Wilson wow for me because doing My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion is not an easy song. I feel like when you do that, you're either going to say I'm here to win or I'm not as good as you might have thought because I took a project too big for me. And I thought that on an audio level, the seahorse nailed it on every facet. We're talking different levels. Boom, 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 boom. Hits all over the board. Now. I'm a, I'm a sucker for razzle dazzle. Liana, we had left and right shark show up here. Why? And we had left and right octopus as well. Yes. To add to yes. the, yeah. But it was like knockoff left and right shark because if I remember Katy Perry's performance, they looked like they were made out of like 
felt or something like that. They no, looked like they were made of. Yes, they look better. I will literally pull up a side by side image to show you because I remember right shark and left shark. Um, shark, Katy Perry. They were of <laughs> higher quality, and these were the like knockoff blow up costume version, like the Halloween costume yeah, version, exactly, like the spirit Halloween version. Um. Which was incredibly distracting, like so completely unnecessary. They didn't match. They did not match the performance at all. No, did not match at all. No, like, it was. I was. It was such, and she did so good. It was such a strong performance, and yet here we are having to deal with with this nonsense. This was. This was like top three to me. Top five. Top three best ever singing performance on the mass singer that i've ever experienced ever yeah this was so good and then because of the fact that what i remember from the show visually because it's a visual medium is the the right shark like kind of two-stepping it into the scene and then two-stepping it back and then the octopus kind of looking like the the red bouncy balls from total wipeout i was like what are you doing in the background <laughs> you're not needed and then weirdly enough in the middle of the performance. There's one part where the seahorse hits a high note and then we go back to the scene and the the sharks and the octopus are gone. Not like they've disappeared. I don't know how. They're just nowhere to be seen. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. It's so sorry. I'm rewatching it now. It look. it's like it's like this amazing performance and the seahorse's costume is so iconic. And, And then there's just these derps in the background derping around. Just trying to like be serious. It's like when I do interpretive dance, um, and it's just it's just all around a mess. No, it's <laughs> I think all around a mess puts it beautifully. Okay, because here, I'm sharing with you. Can you see? Do you see how nice oh, this costume looks? This this shark. This is left yes, shark. Well, and look, Super look, Bowl versus. A, yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to convince you. You were like, no, they look exactly the oh, same. Look, the, they've got like a little. The zip eyes thing and here. the mouth look the same. Yes, of the course. The They're trying. The no, the, look. I guarantee you, these are inflatable versions of left shark and right shark costumes. Like these were sold yes. as left and right shark. I I feel like that's fair. Yeah, and I feel like you're right on that. I think so. Oh, also, a great couples costume for 2021. Just saying. You want to be left and right shark, or you want to be an octopi? I don't want to be an octopi. I feel like, what? Is that a weird thing to say? No. <laughs> I just don't want to. I feel like, feel like uh, I could be a goo- I, I, I can be goofy left shark, but I don't know if I can be like. I'd rather be an octopus you know, than a shark, I think. Why? I don't know. The octopus costume looks, looks, looks cool. Like, look, think about how many arms you'd have. Eight. You can do nothing with those arms. They're cosmetic. Oh, okay. But what if they did it where it was like puppet arms like and the, you could just like, like the be serpent? Tri- well, no, that would be even cooler. But it would be neat if you could then just stick your arm in the various arms and then it's like, who knows what arm it's going to be? Like you slap someone from behind and then you slap them from the front. That sounds like a costume made for getting canceled <laughs> if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, never mind. I take it back. Yeah, I feel like get a refund on that idea quick mm. and just be just be right shark with me. Do, wait, what if we're both? Could we both be right shark? I feel like if every relationship has a left shark and a right shark, and if the left shark is the goofy, dumb one, then I'm left shark. Aww. So you have to be right shark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, childhood clue. It's a balloon. They pop it. It's feathers. I can't link this to the guess I have on the table ATM, but 
That is a thing that we learned. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. like that, you know, <laughs> balloon popping. Sure. Balloon popping. Yeah. So then what I want to talk about next is the guesses are fine. Whatever. Jessica Simpson, uh, Camila Cabello and BB Rexa with Robin Thicke, which if this was BB Rexa on site, Liana's guess would have been on site. She would have known immediately because again, spoiler alert, <laughs> BB Rexa is someone that Liana's shoved into my life. By having her be on my playlist now because we shared a Spotify. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my this is like insert artist here. So this is BB Rexa <laughs> is one of my downloaded. I like this is BB Rexa. This is a little mix. Yeah, I definitely would have identified it being BB Rexa, especially because she has such a distinct voice mm-hmm. and she is much curvier than the the seahorse. The seahorse is, oh, snap. is pretty straight skinny. I mean, she's sexy skinny, but like BB Rexa got curves. <laughs> it's true she do well, I, I, I learned a thing on the podcast today I find she's really sexy are you googling her right now Let's now is not the time Boris no <laughs> hmm. um, so um, they talk about best vocalist we've ever had I'm not mad at that um, you know declaration but Then they talked about, they did the whole like, oh, the sun is more seasoned, but the seahorse has range. Immediately being like, these two are going to go head to head. Mm -hmm. Now, we had a question about this. Addison asked, and Addison said jellyfish, I'm assuming meant to say seahorse said jellyfish by mistake, but said, with the amount they're hyping up, the season is going to be between sun and seahorse. Mm -hmm. Does it make it seem like there's no chance either will win and it'll be a surprise at the end? I don't know about that. I feel like. What do you think about this? Do you think they, I think either have a shot to win at this point. Yeah, I think so. I think it's absolutely up in the air. I mean, you know, you and I both went into the end of last season thinking that the winner was definitely going to be in third place. So what do we know? Um, Exactly. But yeah. Do you remember that time? Do you remember that time when I wanted to watch the BB Rex Alive video and you got mad at me because I wasn't watching your morning update? And then instead, yeah, that was last week where I I I walked into the room (laughs) as I was like waiting to like get into the update. It was like you know about like let's say like two minutes to eleven. I walk in and Liana's got YouTube open with BB Rex's page, and she's like, "I'm waiting for the video to premiere." I'm like, "I'm sorry." This isn't going to be available later to watch. This is not going to be. A, you, you, I'm live. I'm live in a minute. Like, watch me. <laughs> I know. So then I watched you live and spite chatted the entire time. <laughs> I was like, why can't you just root for me? No, I was like, I'm going to comment every five minutes so he knows I'm here watching him and say sarcastic things. <laughs> I wanted to watch a BB Rexa video. <laughs> Fine. I'm more entertaining. Okay. Yeah, you. the morning update was probably, I think, better, ultimately. The video was okay. It wasn't that great. See? You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then the reveal happens. Baby Alien's out. We had a blackout in the middle of the episode, so we didn't, by the time we refreshed, we had, we had seen that it's Baby Alien standing with Nick. So we didn't even get the, like, ooh, the votes are in moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really weird because it... Did it just go black or did like what happened? It was weird. Yeah. So it blacked out for a lot of people. Just the screen went pitch black and then it came back right when the votes were going to get revealed. But because you and I were watching it on stream and we had to refresh the page 
we missed out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, yeah. I mean, we had both gone in thinking, oh, whatchamacallit is for sure going home. Yep. And so then to have the reveal of the baby alien being unmasked, they were making their final guesses for baby alien. I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's Mark Sanchez. We talked about this. Um, Nicole said Jeff Dunham. Robin Thick said Jason Biggs. Ken went with Freddie Prince. And Jenny went with Nick Kroll, which... I don't think Nick Kroll can sing. I haven't heard him sing before. I think he has no singing capabilities, probably. Mm, yeah, I have no idea. But I would also guess that. I don't know if that's mean <laughs> or not. But <laughs> I feel He just doesn't seem like someone who would sing to me. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we're told that next time we're going to be met with five new characters with Group C. Emphasis on next time. They didn't say next week. I believe we're on hiatus next week. I think we're on hiatus for the World Series, right? I your guess is as good as mine. I think that's what we've been told. I think we're out next week, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what it is. So I think okay. we're going to go back with Group C uh, after. after. So assuming that it doesn't go to Game 7, we'll be back in, not next week, but the week after. But if, So the 28th. Yes, but I think yeah. it'll be one week longer than that, and we'll be back the 4th if, oh. if it goes to Game 7. Oh, I see. Because that's what so happened last week's year. guaranteed. Yeah, no, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next week is guaranteed we're missing out, and then we might miss out on a second one. This is the problem <laughs> with the momentum being crushed. So I, I'm happy, I guess, that when we come back, it's almost like a new premiere all over again. Mm-hmm. So that's a win in my books, I think. Wait, did you reveal who your baby alien guest was? I literally, as we were speak, as I was talking right now, I was like, oh yeah, we need to go back and do that. So I have not. Who, <laughs> who did you have vaulted? Okay, wait. Boris? Okay. So first of all, when they were doing the baby alien reveal, because Mark Sanchez obviously had to get out of the puppet costume. So baby mm-hmm. alien lost all tension in his body and just was like <laughs> dead slumped over in the, his little rocket ship. It was so sad. It was sad when we watched it live and it was sad watching it over again. Like baby alien drank too much and passed out in his little spaceship um but anyway so that was my thought i had during the reveal but my oh god my guess my guess was tony shalhoub (laughs) monk yeah i don't remember why but i did write because why not next to tony shalhoub oh my god was it because of the tony clue i think it was it's so embarrassing for me. <laughs> Stop laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, mine, based on what I've written here, is Seth Green. So taking an L on that one, too. Mm-hmm. We all got to take some L's here. One's yeah. got to take I mean, a few more than others. <laughs> Liana, at least your guesses are funny. Okay, mine are just wrong. Like, you guessed the insane clown posse last week. <laughs> I did, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, your guess ultimately, I don't think was that, but I like your guesses more. Yeah, thank you. I do, yeah, uh, yeah come for Ken Jong's <laughs> being the, like, joke guesser. I mean, honestly, it's like, I feel super confident about it, or I just try to put the pieces together as best I can, and then sometimes just say F it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that um ultimately my takeaway is that the second week worth of clue packages helped me a lot with group B and then did absolutely nothing for me with group A. Yeah. So 
I'm like in the dark with half of them. And then we're going into Group C, who I'm excited to meet. I'm very much excited. To meet. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to Group C. We're going to get um, broccoli and mushroom and jellyfish. So I think it's going to be a good spot. And lips. Oh, and lips. Lips. And isn't there one other one? Who are we missing? Squiggly Monster. Oh, and Squiggly Monster. Squiggly Monster is mine, I think. Didn't I draft mm. Squiggly Monster? You drafted Squiggly, Mushroom, and Broccoli. Okay, wow. Yeah, so I got three. I got three contestants. Yeah, Lego. I've got, got lips. Jellyfish and lips. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay, so before we get out of here, first of all, none of us got points there, so that's sad. What are we at? Um, one to zero? One to zero, and that's all because <laughs> I got Buster Rhymes. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I, I have a feeling. I have a very strong feeling that Group C will be the decider, and what, what, if any of us get any more points? <laughs> Maybe I don't feel strongly about any of my other preliminary ones, unless I get lucky. Yes, I feel terrible <laughs> about all my guesses. So i i can't wait this is a new added element to this podcast that excites me greatly yeah this is fun we should have been doing this the whole time i know if only we took a page out of the bnb B&B's book before the mass singer took a page out of the bnb's book <sighs> oh well <laughs> ahead of your times okay so are you down to answer some questions before we head on out for big brother which is about to yeah start? it's big brother okay fine yeah quick okay so let's see um first so yeah someone asked if um i could give them rob's reactions to the unmasking or they could hear it so we texted rob last night after the reveal i was like rob guess who was eliminated tonight and he replied Whoopi goldberg i said (laughs) no it was your boy mark sanchez and he replied ha space ha space ha and then i haven't heard from him since so (laughs) yeah that'll be the last time you hear from rob for a while he's like yeah i'm not talking to you yeah um, Laura wanted a I can see your voice update, ah. which you watched last okay, night. Okay, I did. So much give a quick to, much to your chagrin. You were so mad at me for watching So I, I Think like, I Can See Your Voice. Spend time with me. Why are you watching this I dumb show? I had to know. Okay. You did not. So I, I actually did the math on this last night while you were oh asleep. So, okay. I was asleep. Yeah, yeah. When you fell asleep. Look, I know you're going to say you weren't asleep, but you were, you were asleep. Okay. So this week, there was, <laughs> um, there were four. Four bad singers and two good singers. And so what I did was I calculated the odds of how much money you would make based on what conditions. And depending on, because you don't know how many singers, like how many good versus how many bad singers you're going to start with, the ultimate amount of prize money that you can win looks very different depending on like which win condition you have. So if you have... Four good singers, the likelihood of you having a good singer at the end just by random draw is 66%. Whereas if you have four bad singers, the likelihood is only 33%. Not only that, but then the amount that you can win throughout also changes. And so, like, ultimately, it's still better to have four good singers than four bad singers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like such a weird prize structure that is literally based on how many the producers decide that you should start with and this is just assuming that you can have like either three and three or two and four and not like one and five or something like that um which i really would highly doubt that they would do one and five but the real major update here and i don't know if you know this but the blind melon music video do you know for no rain do you know what i'm talking about 
What? Okay, is, not no. important. The few people that know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. So the Blind Melon music video for for No Rain had that B girl that was like tap dancing, and then she was sad, and then she found her B friends out in the B meadow. Anyway. The B-Girl was on So I Think I Can See Your Voice, and she was one of the singers that was competing, and they just labeled her as B-Girl. So this week we had the punk, the doctor, the B-Girl, the yogi, the basketball player, or the jock or whatever, and the supermarket guy, which was hilarious that they put in B-Girl. I was very amused. It may have been stunt casting, but I appreciated it. Why do you keep saying, so I think I can see your voice? That, Why are you adding that more not to what the it title? Is? What is it? It's, I, think I, I can see your voice. I think I can see your voice. No, it's I can see your I voice. I can see your Oh, okay. All right. I can see your voice. <laughs> well, I <laughs> So I think I can figure out if I can hear your voice. Okay, here's see your voice. here's what I, I have it abbreviated is so I think I can see your voice. And so it's S I T I C S Y V. So I think I can see your voice. You know what? I think I said that once as a joke and then it stuck and I got confused as to what the mm. actual title of the show was. Um, but yeah. That sounds about right. But yeah. Do you know if it's been filmed pre-pandemic? They were, <sighs> All right. Uh, so I've been looking. If, so I think I can see your voice. I can, I can see, see your voice. voice. Sorry, yes. I can see your voice. Um, I, so I don't know. There's no clear audience shots, which makes me think it was filmed post pandemic. Also, the contestants or the um, uh, all of the celebrities are sitting pretty far apart from one another. Like they seem mm -hmm. quite staggered. So my guess is, is that this was filmed after. But I can go and look that up and have the answer for for next time. I think I can see your voice. No, I can see your voice. I can see your voice. Okay. The next question, real quick. Um, are random cutaways to Nick Cannon dancing with the men in black cool or just awkward? Oh, yes. I noticed that. So, I, I mean, I noticed it previously, but for some reason, this mm -hmm. episode, it really, like, stuck out to There's me. more of them. Yeah. Um, unnecessary. Uh, it you know it's part of the whole let me set the mood kind of thing. But mm -hmm. I mean, what like what does it do? What does it prove? Right. Who, who really not much? Who's asking for this? I know exactly who doesn't need this. <laughs> Me. Um, it's really not necessary. It really isn't. One is fine. Every single time is not fine, ultimately, for me. Okay, so I can see your voice. It, there's an article from Deadline that says, Fox Mystery Singing Game Show, I Can See Your Voice, restarts production with health and safety protocols. There we go. So they didn't Yeah, so it was shut down in March. And then uh, mm -hmm. they had, oh, they had only filmed one episode before shutdown. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, and then just real quick to Laura, who asked all the I can see your voice questions, said, are the panel people the same every week? No, they're new every week. They've had a rotating panel. Okay, so they do have a rotating panel. Um, so Adrian Bylone, or what's her, what's her, she got yeah, married. Yes, 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 Adrian yes. Houghton, I think is her last name. Um, and Cheryl Hines are always there. But then the, okay, the, so the others rotate. So it's always one singer. And then two, I mean, they can be singers, but like two other celebrities. So like, you got to have the singer at the end. Right? Yeah. So at the very end, when you find out whether or not the last person was a good singer or not, which again, it seems so weird, whatever, fine. Um, the last person has to sing a duet with the celebrity. So it was Nicole Scherzinger last week. It was Jordan Sparks the week before, Nick Lachey the week before that. Um, but then, yeah, the other, um, 
you know, the other guests can be whomever. Like Jay Farrow is there. Arsenio Hall was there one week. I think Yvette oh, Nicole Brown is going to be there next week or something like that. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, like half and half ish. Cool. Okay. Um, and then one last comment from Elizabeth. Is it a hot take that I think Serpent is better than the sun and the popcorn? I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a hot take either. I think especially because, you know, we can't, they're not in the same night. So it makes like comparing them a little bit more difficult for mm-hmm. me just because I'm not seeing them in the same, um, same go round. I think, I think there's an argument to me be, be made that she's, that the serpent is better than the popcorn for sure. Um, and then the sun, I think it's a little bit tighter of an argument, but, but I think you could make it either way. Honestly, they're also talented. Yes, they are. They're very talented. I think for me as well, the fact that the sun has less adversity probably with group A, it's made me, I feel like I need to hear the sun up against these bigger names because, or bigger voices, because hearing the serpent go against the crocodile and the seahorse to me makes it seem like the the serpent is at a higher caliber. Mm-hmm. So I need the face off. I need the face off to be definitively be able to say that. But personally, serpent's ahead of the sun for me. Serpent's ahead of the sun. Personally for Ooh. me. And the popcorn. I think but I like, think I think it's hard because I think if you asked me after week one, I would say absolutely serpent ahead of sun. But I think now that I've seen two performances, I think I put sun ahead of serpent. But what is it is it because it's not Chris no, Jackson or you no, think it's not Chris Jackson? No. <laughs> n- no. no um i just i didn't think i mean i thought that this this one was good um but Mm. his performance this week was i mean again all amazing um but i think that the sun's two performances together are better Mm. than the sum of the serpent's performances okay and i just i just wanted to check my twitter real quick see if any other questions had come in i want to give a repeat before we get out of here um, please, if you have guesses on who the performers are, or if you figured it out, refrain from tweeting at us or letting us know. We're trying very hard to keep this strictly on our own findings. So that'll make the podcasting experience better for, for all of you, because we're basically trying to do our best as if we're on the panel there, which will be better. We're like, I'm, we're avoiding all of the social media hashtags. We're avoiding the Reddit. So I would appreciate if that that could be something that we can make sure happens. Um, you're all leopards, and thank you very much for that. Now, Liana, where can people find you, and what do you have going on right now? Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. Uh, I am podcasting about Big Brother. Mike Bloom and I, of course, are doing the R-H-A-P B&B, where we have a lot of just fun weekly segments about random nonsense, Big Brother 22 related, or just big brother in general because there's not that much to talk about when it comes to big brother 22 um but we're plugging along with that lovely lovely and you can find me also talking big brother content on fridays live feed updates with taryn so you can definitely check those out and you can find me on all social medias twitter instagram twitch.tv it's puyaism for all three i gone back talking about 90 day fiance the other way the uh, mid-season premiere happened this past week, so I got together with Sam Parker, and we broke down everything that happened there and kind of touched a little bit on the uh, happily ever after strikes back of it all as well. So you can find that over on the Rahap Ups Network. And if you would like to leave us a rating and review, it'll help big time. Oh, uh, real quick, I've been listening to the official Mass Singer podcast with Bow Wow. Oh, yeah. I do have thoughts. Um, My main thought 
first and foremost is that they add way too many sound drops and they add it in a way where Bow Wow's still talking and it's very clear that Bow Wow does the podcast, sends it to a producer who then like pumps up all the background music into it because it's a little bit inorganic. It doesn't make sense. If I have I had any new findings from the show, basically one was that Bow Wow mentioned that he was very close to being the astronaut and then opted into picking to be the frog last second. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is there was actually an interesting conversation with Robin talking, giving a story this week on this latest podcast, talking about how he told his kid that who the bee was in season one. And then his kid went and told his teacher. So then, yeah, he was asked not to say anything ever again. So there was that conversation. And then he alluded to the fact that the mushroom, like whoever the mushroom is, matches who the mushroom costume is. Like the costume matches the person, which I thought was interesting that they put that in there. So what does that all mean? in all, it's like, it basically, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, that makes sense. So I'm assuming whoever the mushroom is, if the costume you think is goofy, is someone goofy. Is kind of the way I took it. But the podcasts are like 45 minutes long, 30 to 40 minutes long, and they're they're just there. Um, they they do harp on the fact that they're the official, the only official Mass Singer podcast. So I remember this as I was about to plug. Now that there's an official Mass Singer podcast. Your ratings and reviews mean more than they ever have. They will help us get found. <laughs> they will help people discover the nonsense that you heard here today. So if you could do that, please go to robhaswebsite.com slash masked singer and uh, let us know what you think about what we do over here. We might not be the official, but we're the officially unofficial fun podcast about the masked singer. Yeah. I would take say. that. Yeah. Nick take that. Bow wow. Bow wow. <laughs> And on that note, we hope you've had a lot of fun um, from left shark Pia Zambakili and right shark Leona Boris. We hope you have a great week. We hope you take care and we will unmask you in a week or two. Take care. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.